In a world full of podcasts, your hosts, Chris and Jordan, are on the search for a truly original podcast idea. A quest to find an auditory experience that will amaze your ears and your minds. A journey to go through every single ridiculous podcast idea we have to find the one that truly stands above them all. The one that can become its own show and eventually replace this stupid one. Thank you, audience, for joining us on Chris and Jordan Need a Podcast. And I'm Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... Chris and Jordan need a podcast, the Seinfeld of podcasts. Because we're a podcast about nothing, you know. Yeah, literally. you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this out of the way. Uh, I actually have a hot take on Seinfeld. I don't think it's a show about nothing. Uh, you're disrupting the TV canon I, by saying that. Oh, have you? There was an interview with. Um, you might have. Been, I don't remember if it was with uh, Jerry Seinfeld or um, Larry David, but one of them said that. I think the initial concept for the show was to be about how a stand-up comedian gets his material. And the idea was to have weird kind of little scenarios that were unimportant, but not... The premise wasn't necessarily to make a show about nothing. That's interesting. And and I mean, mean, the episodes have plots. They do have plots. And there's a whole season with an arc. Yeah. What is it? Season three where they make the TV show. So it's a show about... To be fair, though, they are the ones that declare the show about nothing. They did. But was that a response to pop culture calling it a show about nothing? Probably. Is is the episode... Is is it pilot where they're like, it's a show about nothing? The critics call it a show about nothing. So as a way of dissing the critics they called the show they were making a show about nothing so the show about nothing was making a show about nothing being called a show about nothing it's show about nothing exception i I think i think they i think they just took to the the pop culture trend that everyone's saying and not to mention like it is kind of funny to be known as the show that's about nothing like that's kind of a cool distinction to me anyway i mean there was no show more punk rock than seinfeld (laughs) yeah really what what other competition is there Hmm. Especially in the '90s, Full House wasn't punk. No, Fresh Prince wasn't hu- uh, wasn't punk. Um, no, it, it was, it it was decidedly hunk. a different. Genre. It was quite hunk. Oh it yeah, Carlton punk. definitely hunk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've only been talking for five minutes. We're already so off track because I have another thing uh, I need to talk about. There's a development. There's a new development. Last week, uh, I made a shocking announcement, shocking reveal that our phone number does in fact not spell out. 201 love pills spelled yes. l-u-v-p-i-l-c that was a tragedy that is because if you go off of the alphabet uh lineup on the keypad the zero actually only has a plus as a letter yeah however i was looking at it again out of pride <laughs> and <laughs> that's it that's the show <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> Uh, it does get very close to spelling out love pills because if you count the zero as an O, but I think that would still be kind of confusing because when you hear the letters, no one's going to be like, well, the zero is the O. (laughs) So it's it's love pills. Yeah. But even then we still haven't accounted for the V, but we're working on it. But I I do want to ask, this brings up a, a whole question because when people call people they're like oh yeah it's 500 9902 201 
No one says two zero one. So why not pronounce it phonetically? Two zero one Lou pills. Lou pills. <laughs> Lou pills. Well, because the oh no, yeah, because it's five hundred. So there's two without an O. So uh, so it would be Lou pills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like Lou pills, like Lewis pills. Uh. Yeah, so if you Lou pills, like we... <laughs> look, this show is still about the pills at the end of the day. Yeah. Look, even though our number doesn't spell love pills, if you love the pills, <laughs> if, if you love the show, it's all you it's all the same. We're still about the pills. Upon me trying to work this out here, live, <laughs> with not much planning, <laughs> couldn't we just make it to one 500 pills? And then, then we expand our audience, so that way... People who don't like pills can like our show. Yeah, so even if you dislike Even pills, if you only like pills but you don't love pills, yeah. this is a show for you. If you're a pills casual. Yeah, exactly. This is 201 Lou Pills. <laughs> but just to be clear, if you do love pills, please continue supporting us because we support you. 201 L00 Pills. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. I think we have some pitches we need <laughs> yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I was about to say, let's get, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> so, um, Jordan, what is our first pitch? Oh, I have the first pitch today. Um, you do? No, no I, don't. I do. <laughs> God, we got so used to you having the you first know what? pitch. This is a disaster <laughs> of a show. Let's yeah. start over. <laughs> um, uh, uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the um, Fresh Prince of Podcasts. Anyway, well... <laughs> Um, so I, the first pitch, which is my pitch, um, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the first slot again against all odds, and it is called. Uh, well, before I even say the name, um, this was partially inspired by you. Jordan, oh yeah, wow! Because you, uh, for anyone who knows Jordan, um, you might know that one of Jordan's favorite quotes is a pretty famous line from "This Is Spinal Tap," and that is. There's a fine line between stupid and clever. Did I ever tell you my pitch for a pirate remake of This Is Spinal Tap? No. Where the, um, it's called Darby Spinal Tap. <laughs> Sorry. Continue your pitch. <laughs> what, was I, what was I talking about? Okay. Talking anyway. Ahem. Uh, pirates aside, very far aside. My idea for a podcast is this, stupid slash clever, where we <clears throat> we clear our throats and then <laughs> we examine pieces of media or anything that really, anything that really rides that fine line between stupid and clever. Um, like, you know, maybe it's the, uh, like the Deadpool movies or, mm. or even the comics for that matter. Uh, uh. maybe the, um... I don't know. What's what's another example? Did, like, does something come to mind for you when you think something that really walks between stupid and clever? Yeah, I think of uh, <laughs> Mona Lisa. <laughs> Sorry, I have nothing. It's I got always nothing about here. the Mona Lisa with you. I know. I was trying to. I get stumped. I think about yeah. things, but I can't. Or, or I don't know. Like or like. Uh, the, I was gonna say Monty Python. I feel like we'd all agree that's Monty clever Python. At the end of the day, though. Uh, cigarettes are they stupid or are they clever? Point is, we take something that rides that fine line, and we we really just go, we sink our teeth into it and analyze, does it really, is it more stupid or more clever? Now, obviously, there's kind of an inherent judgment to this, where we're probably going to be or be more into the things that we say are clever than the things we say are stupid, mm -hmm. but I think this could be 
uh, a chance for us to really really examine that fine line that so much of comedy walks between stupid between and between or, or, or art for that matter um like um what's what's an example a uh, pinball wizard by the who oh is, is that stupid or is clever? that song stupid or is it clever well at that point is the whole album stupid or clever uh i think the album's clever is that so okay i i feel like just so we don't alienate any of our viewers who think like we we hate the who or or, or pinball wizard or who don't care about the who <laughs> <laughs> yeah or who don't or know pinball what the hell we're talking about but the famously i say famously like it's mainstream but it in some well, circles it's famous it has been well documented that members of the band at least pete townsend they, they only wrote that song because one of the higher-ups at the record company they were working for was really into pinball and he really wanted them to make a song about pinball on the album and they basically made it to appease him and they <laughs> really don't care for the song. Is that a true story? In hindsight, I believe that's the that's story. That's the absolute craziest thing. Yes. Like, <laughs> they, Pinball Wizard was not something they wanted to include on top. <laughs> it's so ridiculous that he was like, guys, you have to make a song no, I, about I don't, I don't pinball. Know if he, I don't know how directly he encouraged them, but they weren't in love with the idea of making a pinball song. But he but, was like, but, pinball's but here's the thing, really good. That's guys. a pretty famous song. Yeah. A lot of people love that song. You know, it's really famous. I mean, oh, it's a radio. Uh, yeah, there's the Elton John covers famous too from the, oh, yeah. from the movie. A lot of people really like that song. So, is that song more stupid or is it more clever? I wouldn't call it clever. <laughs> Would you call it stupid? I don't know about that either. And this is the first episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To <laughs> stupid, clever. Um, I mean. I was kind of hoping you'd give me more examples. Well, I gotta tell you, um, instead of an example, I'll give you some criticism. Okay, fine. Criticize my this excellent idea. This, this reminds me of Freaks and Geeks, where when I watched, everyone was like, Freaks and Geeks is super relatable. And I like Freaks and Geeks a lot, but I watched it and I was like, I think there's more than Freaks and Geeks. I'm not either one of these. Maybe I was a uh, one of them, but I was so, in denial. So wait a minute, are you, are you saying that are you are you trying to argue that so free, do you think freaks and geeks is a false dichotomy in the yes. same way that stupid clever is a false dichotomy? Yes, exactly. I don't see how things things can be not stupid but also not clever. Could we Okay, could we have a scale? Is basketball stupid or clever? <laughs> No. Well, that's the reason I said we need to focus on things that ride that line, like specifically comedic things. Hmm. I Okay, maybe I, I Pinball was right this is a comedic, but uh, no, no, no. <laughs> We're not moving on to the next pitch just yet. We could have a scale. It could be a 10-point scale, stupid on one end, clever on the other end, and we could have levels in between. Yeah. And if we really can't decide if it's stupid or clever, it would be a, whatever a five is. Okay. And that and that would be... So um, maybe something like, is Transformers 5 stupid or clever? Uh, I, I think <laughs> that... Um, Don't you think that tying in... Uh, Transformers with Excalibur is clever? Or do you think that's stupid? I actually think that's genius, but the movie <laughs> is very stupid. So, see, God, I guess it's stupid and clever. Wow. God, Every wow. single example we've come up with. We can't decide failed. if it's stupid or clever, so maybe this show is destined to fail. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, I... I mean, I don't want to get into my complicated opinions. Okay, here's, a, here's, a, here's a legitimate pitch. Is South Park stupid or clever? Uh, it's definitely stupid. That one's, but it can oh, be clever. <laughs> it's stupid with the potential to be clever. 
Yeah, but I think I think you are kind of exposing my hypocrisy here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, you know what? I, you know what? This is this is just like um, bracketologist. I hate this pitch. And now. so here we go again with the classic twirling of the finger. Yes, as is uh, tradition. <laughs> yeah, Jordan only does this for my pitches and never for his. Well, it's because I have the clock, but you don't, so I can see it for myself. Actually, I think I do do it to myself. You you do. I'm 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 just upset because you didn't like my pitch. I've now fallen into existential despair. Tell us your goddamn pitch, George. <laughs> My next pitch uh, gets its title from a song to which uh, we do not know. Or maybe not to which, with a baby uh, of which we do not know. It's based on, it is based on a, a, a phrase that is often used in the common vernacular. That was used as a lyric in a song. But we don't know <laughs> what the song is. And it's been used in other songs, but those weren't the songs we were looking for. What's the pitch? All dressed up and nowhere to go. It's a podcast in which we try different dressings or sauces or uh, oils, uh, any sort of uh, <laughs> sort of condiment that you would use <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a dry food. <laughs> To give it some flavor or texture. So we could be talking... Jordan, you're really struggling to get through this first part of the pitch. I'm just trying to legitimize it before uh, I, I just, I just struck down. Okay, keep, keep going. Finish the pitch. Look, I mean, everybody likes dressings or sauces or whatnot. You know, Russian dressing, uh, ketchup, mayo, mustard, uh, olive oil and vinegar, spicy mayo, uh, wasabi sauce... There's all sorts of different types of dressings and sauces that we consume uh, on a daily basis. Real quick aside, uh, Chipotle Gourmets. I use it like almost every day on sandwiches. It's it's delicious. Have you tried like imported Japanese mayonnaise? That was good. Oh, it's it's the real deal. It's just different. It's really good. It's sweet. It's like a different experience. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's more viscous. <laughs> I don't think it's more viscous actually. Anyway. I would like to review them, discuss the histories. Like I've, uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Jordan his website, you know I'm more frequently than the average person litigating the differences between Russian and Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> to which I recently laid out the idea that maybe uh, Jews go with Russian dressing because it reminds them of uh, a home. And uh, wasps go with Thousand Island dressing because it reminds them of all the countries they've colonized. Jeez, we're really getting into some diaspora dressing Exactly. Shit. There's so much here in the dressing sauce universe. Remember we talked about, uh, what was, what was that pitch? I got into the whole thing about ketchup. Um, was that? That was number crunch. Yes, it was. I went on, I rambled for minutes. Could have rambled for hours. Oh, didn't we conclude like later on, or not conclude, but we discussed like, oh, maybe if it was about condiments and dressings in general, it had more potential. And here we are at all dressed up and nowhere to go. So this is this is the realization. And the reason why the title perfectly encapsulates the show is we are all dressed up. We got all sorts of dressings, but there's just nowhere to go with this idea. <laughs> um, I feel like. <laughs> You know, when I first read it, I was like, man, you know, I feel like there's not a lot of material to talk about. But there is. There are a lot of dressings and sauces. The history. Have you seen the movie uh, Searching for General Tso? No. That's a documentary about General Tso's. Where it really came from, because it's not actually Chinese. Huh. Where does it come from? America. 
Okay, that makes sense. Or uh, Hero Dreams of Sushi. So were they really sauce based? So, but it's because I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess they were looking for the guy who came up with it and not specifically a man named General. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're searching for the origin. Ah, okay. That actually sounds really interesting. Yeah. So there's a whole thing we can explore in the dressing sauce universe. I mean, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of um, Chinese food. Food we associate with Chinese takeout that is. We, we we think of it as Chinese, but it was just it was. I mean, invented. it's like, just like the most Americanized the foreign cuisine we have. I feel like in America, like the most kind like, of watered yeah. down. I would agree. There is an, an Americanization as far as uh, the uh, the kind of like bringing. The hell am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. We're trying to philosophize. Look, we're, we're trying to wax we poetic were here about on sauces. Uh, sauces now we're talking like, about. The cultural diaspora and and how the Chinese I'm not and their sure culture has been that right. I think it's diaspora, diaspora, diaspora. Yes, I've been saying diaspora. <laughs> diaspora like of the explorer. It was kind of like when I was a, when I was a kid and I uh, I I saw the word debut and I totally pronounced it debut, <laughs> debut. for quite a few months of my well, life. Well, you know, this goes actually into something that's always ground ground my gears. Why are not people pronouncing? The hardware store Home Depot. Is this, trying... is this based in some kind of fact? Is it the Home Depot? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, actually founded by a guy named Jacques Depot. <laughs> <laughs> the Home Despo. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrannical ruler of all home goods. Well, look, uh, this episode, episode nine of Chris and Jordan Need a Podcast, is off the rails. <laughs> I feel like we haven't talked much about all dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> there is nothing to talk about. <laughs> I, I I think it, we maybe maybe we maybe could might. Um, I think I think we maybe could do at least like a short series where I don't know. I feel like this could just evolve into us thing, eating the hot whole wings. Thing, the whole thing's gotta go with. Um, we're exploring new sauces, but it's in the style of Steve Irwin. <laughs> so we're like, blimey, me, we got a good sauce yeah, it's, here, it's, mate. It's beauty. If we have any Australian listeners, they're gonna just they will they will hunt us down. Jiminy crickets. Jiminy crickets. <laughs> Jiminy crickets not Australian. Look at this stressing. <laughs> anyway, let's hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Are you tired of your MoviePass subscription? Then we have the perfect product for you. It's called Movie Pass. Movie Pass is the brand new revolutionary product slash subscription service that allows you to not go to the movies that you don't want to see. Plus, it has this great bonus feature that if you're in the mood for popcorn or uh, soda or even a poster for your dorm room, uh, you can order it through the app. Movie Pass is all of the joy of going to the movie theaters without seeing any movies. And the best part of it all is it only costs $20 a month. That may sound expensive, but remember, for just that low price, you won't need to go to the movies ever again. So, subscribe to Movie Pass now. Movie Pass. No ticks, no flicks, just bliss. Alright, that was a great ad. Um, yeah. What do you think of that? I think I've never been so stimulated by an ad yeah. in my life. I don't know if it was the best ad I've ever heard, but the stimulation was <laughs> that's, through the That's line. exactly what I'm saying. Is the yeah. stimulation was so high yeah. that the quality could have been super low, but I was so stimulated 
Yeah, but but would you actually buy the product? Oh yeah, I already did. You I did? did a one click checkout on my phone. Oh wow! I went to their app. I didn't even know they were on sale. Yeah, it's on sale now, and it's on their app, which yeah. is available on I- iOS and Android. Yeah. Um. So get that. Uh, the app not as stimulating though. But I was so no. stimulated by the ad that I was, I had the energy to get through the purchasing experience. Yeah. The stimulation of their ads kind of reson- is enough to like resonate throughout their brand and kind of covers the lack of stimulation. I think that's true. Other um, products, uh, the rest of their product universe, the rest of their kind of marketing des- design, I agree. Uh, brand st- style, whatever you, you know. Speaking what I mean. of marketing, brand, and design. Uh, mods. Yes. So, <clears throat> I don't know if anyone listening to this, uh, knows what, what a mod is. I'm, I'm I don't. I'm gonna, you, you kind of. I uh, understand that they exist. Okay. L- let's just cut to the chase. So my pitch is called Modcast. Um, the mods were, uh, I guess you could say it was like a, I guess it was like, like a counterculture, like a subculture. I was yeah. a revolution. It wasn't really a revolution. It was kind. Was it? it feels kind of like if punks were mixed with yuppies. A little bit, yeah. Um, it's kind of you know some like uh, post like Jack Kerouac. Post Am I wrong to associate Jack Kerouac with mods? Is that too much? Of a I stretch? don't know enough about mods to tell you that that's an accurate. Yeah, I don't know. Would they read on the road? I feel like they wouldn't read Catcher in the Rye. They would. I don't know. I, I was about to say would yes, they, but they, I don't think would, I have enough uh, knowledge on this. Would subject. they read? Hmm. You're asking me questions, and I keep telling you that I am not a source of knowledge on the subject. Okay, point is, we don't really need to know what mods are, because the whole point of this podcast is that we're going to study the mods, and we're going to become them. We're going to get mopeds, we're going to get jackets, we're going to listen to... We're going to wear glasses indoors, sunglasses. Jordan is actually wearing glasses indoors. That was very insensitive. I'm wearing glasses, but they're normal glasses. Yeah, sunglasses indoors. We're going to have uh, beat up, like I said, jackets are going to be beat up, uh, and we're going to drive around and, uh, I don't know, listen to soul music. Yeah, so explain that part of it to me. They're into soul music? I didn't know that was part of Uh, it. I think they, um, it's my understanding that mods, like the, the, at least... Um, in its uh, in its roots, in its origins, um, was a lot of like, I mean, mods. I think are historically white guys, but I think they yes. were really into like. I think I think the mods whole thing was they were into like R and B and 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 um. <laughs> so they were slightly soul. more cautious versions of uh, James Dean. I, I, I Instead guess. of the motorcycle, they're going on the moped. Instead of the hard rock, listen to R&B, some more easy listening. Yeah. Uh, they're not really, they're nervous about UV rays on their eyes. So they're really protective of themselves. They're really trying, they're like calm. You know, that's boring. I don't like mods. New pitch. We're doing punk cast. <laughs> we're going to become punks. We know what those are. That's more fun, I think. Yes. We're going to go to basement shows. We're going to get, um, we're going to cut the arms off of jean jackets, cover them in pins. It's going to be a time. You know what I think could be actually maybe a little bit better than both of those pitches? What? Oddcast. Where we, uh, we try to learn about different uh, anti or subcultures. Um each episode and become part of them. So that way we're not playing out modcast or punkcast too much. We could do a whole bunch of them. That's true. That's true. But should it really should we really call it oddcast? Do we want to like do we really want to be that dismissive 
of these that's true subcultures. i mean i feel like we could call it uh i'm really hinging this was okay this idea was completely hinging on the pun like so many yeah. of our ideas well you know <laughs> then maybe we could do something where maybe we become like uh experts on the fish industry we could do something like podcast or we could take on uh, the wealthy elite in Cape Cod class. Um, we could have a we could, here's a here's an idea. Modcast could be rolled into this. We could just have a podcast where each episode is a new pun. So we could have logcast. You know, we could we could um we you know we have Codcast where we where we look at fishing. We could have Logcast where we look at the the logging industry. We could do the Frank Dodd cast in which we re, we uh, reverse the name of Dodd Frank and we analyze the law. Yes, uh, we could do Amistad cast. Um, I'm a stodcast. Talk- yeah. So we're, I feel like it'll be a dark one. Yeah. We could do, uh, but then again, this episode would need to have some dark episodes. We could do a charade cast. Charade cast. We could do a, uh, a, a, a slog cast, but you know, what's a real slog cast this show, because this pitch is going <laughs> fucking nowhere. <laughs> so let's end this one prematurely. <laughs> This was God. This was the most number three one we've done so far. This was, and it was the peak number three. This one's an award for I'm number three. I'm not proud of this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I, I I giggled to myself when I wrote Modcast. You were excited about it. This you know going into I this was. episode. You know why? Okay, because uh, so I don't. Let's not get too far into the realms of anime. But do you know Cowboy? <laughs> do, you know, do you know Cowboy Bebop? I know of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So do you know the main character? His name is Spike. No. Sp- Spike Jones. No, not Spike Jones. Uh, Spike Spiegel. I don't know. One of my um, English professors. I don't know. We were talking about subcultures and um, and mods came up specifically. We talked about mods briefly, and I thought these sounded like the goofiest motherfuckers I'd ever heard of. Yeah, which is partially why I wanted to do it. But she mentioned that apparently she said that Spike Spiegel was a mod or was modeled, if you will, after mods. Ooh, yeah, and I was like, huh. Well, I mean, I like this him. I think he's a, a cool podcast. character. So I maybe you like mods. That's like my one. Basically, anime was responsible for this. Well, no, don't, we have to don't destroy watch anime. anime kids. <sighs> All right. We could have an anime podcast. Let's move on to the next pitch. <laughs> Please. And end and my suffering. I'm sorry I brought this up. Uh, look, we're recording on a Wednesday, which is not usually what we do. Yeah. Everything's scrambled the brains. Yeah, we're falling apart here. But before we fall apart, we got enough, We have number four. Number This th- is the knockout The true pitch. number four. Yeah. You guys... Tie your shoes so they don't get knocked off. <laughs> Double knot them. <laughs> Double okay. Velcro them, even. Oh, do the Velcro. Do the knots. Do uh, some tape. I know people yeah, glue do your flip flops. You know, athletes to your feet. will do tape. Yeah. Uh, get ready for number yeah, four. And if, gets, roll, and if it please. gets stuck, you can do taupe. taupe. That product we plugged a couple nope. months ago. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It says nope to stickiness. <laughs> what drum roll? You, you were doing a drum roll. I did the drum roll. I, I can't afford another one. Okay, uh, we paid uh, for the rights for one use. What's the, what's the pitch? Number four is called Alternate History. This is going to be a podcast where we remove a somewhat obscure piece of history uh, and retrace uh, what would happen afterwards. So I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm back in time and killed Hitler. How are things different? No, that's too odd. We've seen that before. Everybody does that one. We're talking about Martin Luther's 94 theses. <laughs> We're talking about uh, Cortez lands, uh, Cortez's ship sinks, you know? that's. I feel like that's not small, but... that's. Like but that's... it's relatively small. It's not like... Uh, the the 
Mayweathers and the whatever they're called, the Mayflower. There we go. The Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> the Floyd on, his, Mayweather. on his venture to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Mayweather sailed the ocean blue. That's that's, that's not even the right guy. Instead, instead of um, instead of the Pilgrims, it was Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, and, yeah. Instead of the Mayflower, Floyd Mayweather is the captain. What changes? That's a drastic change. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. The Pilgrims didn't really do much. They were just like, oh, found a rock. I mean, I feel like we do kind of exaggerate their importance, but then again, we are about the small things. Well, because they're about uh, a vibe. The Pilgrims are the vibe of America. They're yeah. not really, I don't know if that's actually true, but the idea is like they fled uh, persecution to live the life they want. They felt like they yeah. did whatever they wanted, even though they were puritanical, mm-hmm. you know, say what you want about, they were a crazy group yeah. of guys. And because they loved freedom, <laughs> they colonized land that other people lived on. Exactly. Exactly. So Floyd Mayweather persecuted for liking MMA in Europe, comes to the United States with a bunch of his other MMA friends. They start an MMA colony. What does the rest of American history look like? What does the rest of world history look like? Because, yeah. first of all, MMA is now centuries older than it once was. Plus, Floyd Mayweather is alive in, what is that, like 1500s Europe? That would have been the 1600s. 1600s Europe? Uh, uh, yes. Um, I mean, that's... Uh, and he's, I mean, like, first of all, for all we know, America's culture could be completely different if it is literally built on MMA. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, it's going to be dramatic change. I don't know. I feel like America's history is somewhat based on the uh, va- core values of MMA. Okay, but this is just an idea. All right. Um, this is one potential thing we could do, right? Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Can we look up uh, Martin Luther's 95 Theses? Because I want to see what the 95th thesis was <laughs> I, I almost said thesis for for the singular of theses but i, I wonder what it what it was and if that hey, was Google? left out how different that would be it doesn't tell you exactly what they were but it gives you a gist of what the group of theses was about okay so what were the last couple uh theses about uh in 81 through 91, he lists several criticisms advanced by lay people against the indulgences of the church oh huh what if, that, wait, think, what if that's it? What? Okay, it doesn't need to be the 95th thesis, but we remove the thesis about indulgences, and you can still buy your way into heaven in the year ooh, 2019. That's a good idea. Yes. So, this would this be pers- from the perspective of somebody in heaven? Uh, maybe. Um, maybe, like, this is, I think it should be from the perspective of heaven, and there's, like, a... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez type character and she's like it's not cool that these well, people are doing we, this. Well we could probably, there would probably be protests still. Like people on would be earth? like it's not cool you can buy your way into heaven. That what would that do wrong. though if it was on earth? <laughs> oh well. Well there's people like marching in the street at God. I, well, no because they'd be, they'd be upset with the church. You know I don't understand. That's, but why does the church make that rule? Because this is a gripe money. I have with Martin Luther. Why do you have this gripe with Martin Luther? He had the gripe. I guess it's, I don't understand why the church makes the rules on how you get into heaven doesn't sound like their place. This is a world where the police are the legislators and the government is like, uh, just there. You really should hit up the Catholic church about that. I'm going to give him a phone call. Yeah. They, you <laughs> if, should tell them- if you work at the church, at the Catholic church, uh, call in 201 Louisville <laughs> <laughs> and uh, please uh, explain to us how, how how the church decided it was okay for people 
to buy their way into heaven. I mean, look, if that's how it works, it's how it works. Does God so take I, don't, cash? I wouldn't know. Yeah does, yeah, does he take credit? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, that really brings a whole thing into it, because then it becomes, I guess, like, what? Well, when did credit cards become used? Uh, question. Would there be any fees if you made a PayPal transfer to God? Oh, well, you know God's using Venmo now. Really? Godmo. Oh. <laughs> well, that's another idea wasted <laughs> down the drain. But there's so many other alternate histories we could do. Like, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> shit, um... What's what's something that we could change? Something small, something really small. Yeah. Um, the electric guitar is never invented. Damn. That would that would change music. Damn, that's and if it changes music, it could change the world. This is so much better than the other ones we were talking about. Because right, welcome, welcome to Chris and Jordan. Jordan, <laughs> I can't even say my name right. <laughs> Welcome to Chris and Jordan Need a Podcast. We're doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's okay. You know, we couldn't get it right today. It just seemed like we never figured it out. But luckily, we did have a caller. Yes. And maybe the caller can get us on track. Yes. So let's have a listen to what Sam from St. Louis has to say. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jordan. It's Sam from St. Louis. Love the show, love the pills. I was thinking that in the last episode, or I guess maybe two episodes, anyway, you guys have a few pitches on the theme of God each episode, whether you want to be God or you want to create a universe or you want to see what universes overlap, Um, like, like zoo reviews, where you're actually reviewing the creation of God. So I was just thinking maybe you could do an episode on inventing and playing out afterlife scenarios, you know, like, um, what's that play about hell where it's like, um, existentialist, um, do something like that, except make up your own sort of, I don't know, either purgatories or hell or heaven, or just like, maybe they're not even bad or good. Maybe it's just like, Oh, in the next life we're all, you know, at a dining room table we're all just hanging out. It's a big conference with all the dead people, you know? I don't know. I'm sure you can come up with something better than that. Anyway, like I said, keep it up. Love the show. And I uh, love the build. Thanks. Bye. Okay, well, Sam, thank you very much for calling. Um, that was a very profound, very uh, very spiritual message you yeah. left us. And it it's, was oddly thematic to yeah. <laughs> Look, what we were discussing at the end there. And uh, because of that... Uh, you are now the host of this show. Yeah, welcome. We're quitting. <laughs> but anyway, so from what I'm gathering is uh, you want us to talk about the afterlife or at least reflect on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a play that's set in like purgatory or I, I don't know what play he's talking about. I'm not sure. I, I, at first I thought it was like waiting for Godot. Maybe it's like, a oh, dog is God. Maybe, maybe. I've never seen that one, but. Maybe. Um, but so I, I, I'm interpreting this a couple of ways. I mean, we could... um. We could, I guess we could review, like, afterlifes, afterlives. Like, we could look at different religions or faiths and kind of see how they portray the afterlife and see, like, okay, you know, uh, which, you know, what, which do, you, one do, you what, what do you get? You know, who has who has the worst hell? Who has the best hell? Or maybe you don't have a version of That's that. That's true. Maybe there, um, maybe there's just one afterlife. Maybe there's more than two afterlives. Would you be, would you be rating it off of the, like, quality of it? Or which one's the most pre- preferable? Um... 
so I think we could rate it on a couple different levels. We could rate it like on depth of lore. Like we could be like, oh, you know, this isn't, you know, this, uh, so like, you know, the, like the cat, the, uh, I was going to say the Catholic hell. It's, it's, I guess it's more like the general kind of Christian hell at this point, but mm-hmm. like, you know, with all the mythology that's built up with Dante's Inferno and whatnot, yeah. it sounds real bad. I don't want to go there, yeah. but it's credit to the, all the detail. That is there. That's like, true. There's nine circles. That's true. There's different so layers. Maybe, Each one is a different kind of skin. So maybe it's, you know, depth of lore out of 10. Do I want to go there out of 10? Yeah. You know, whatever. And then it averages out to one final score. Yeah. Um, although I don't know if you want to average it out because like, what if you have a, what if you have one that's really interesting that you don't want to go to? Maybe you want to go to. So for hell, for hell, that. it should be, you just reverse it. So for heaven, it's, um, I want to go there out of 10 for hell. It's, I don't want to go out or go there out of 10. So mm. if it's Dante's Inferno, it's really well detailed. That's a 10. And it's also somewhere I don't want to go. That's out of, that's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Whereas for heaven, Dante's Inferno would be a five. Although if we're including Dante's Inferno, then I guess we got to consider like other third party, like, um, texts or works for other religions. Cause that's not the Bible. I feel like it says something that we are thinking about hell more than we're thinking about heaven. Here. <laughs> Cause like, we, we can think I, about it. So, so, I don't know, heaven, like, I mean, somewhat, at least the Christian afterlife, well, I guess it depends on which version of Christianity, either you were predestined to go to heaven or you were, you were good. Yeah. Or you uh, were forgiven for your sins or whatever, and you're in heaven and it's eternal life and hooray. You know, there's not a lot more to it than that, as far as I'm aware. And I was raised Catholic, so that's, that's all I got. And look, I got one other thing to say about, uh, Sam's pitch here. Uh, clearly he has not gotten the memo that we are no longer 201 love pills. We're 201 Lou Lou pills. pills. Completely different. Um, I will say that he mentioned like a conference of the dead or something. Yeah. So if we, we, we could just like do a whole lot of like, we, we could do like a, um, an afterlife simulation, I guess. Hmm. Like maybe like, maybe we could build an afterlife. Yeah. This could tie into Godcast. That's true. Like we make a religion, then we have to make an afterlife, and we have to really consider what would go into yeah. that afterlife. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to reward people for? Uh, what, what what does it look like? I mean, I feel I feel like uh, Christian heavens used just a bunch of clouds, which this sounds yeah. to it, man. This is this is clouds. I want more. I want details. I see. That's why we were talking about hell. You know, there's so much good literature. That's true. No one ever imagines heaven. Yeah, because it's you know why? Because the evil shit is cool. That's true. Well, well, we're into that. Uh, Although I still don't understand. In da- so in Dante's Inferno, Satan is being punished in hell. But in like, I feel like in a lot of ways, it's envisioned in pop culture is like Satan runs hell. Yeah. Which is like weird to me because like, why hell. would he, and I know I'm not the first one to point this out, but like, why would he, you know, punish people for disobeying God? You think he'd like welcome you. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're a no, sinner. That's why I always said Satan's a good guy. Kind of. Anyway, uh, this has been an episode of Chris and Jordan need eternal condemnation. Yeah, con- condemnation, yes. Uh, da- thank damnation? You for listening. Eternal damnation, you're right. I'm Jewish, so. We can be condemned and damned. We can be condemned. If I am damned, I will be condemned. <laughs> but if I am condemned, 
I am damned. What's the uh, the meatloaf line? Was like, where if I gotta be damned, I don't. Then I gotta be con. Then I've gotta be condemned. <laughs> Dude, gotta I condemn. Don't, look, I don't wanna look, condemn. We're getting into meatloaf right now. This episode's been a train wreck. Yeah, this has been our worst episode so far. <laughs> they, no, no, it's been a good one. Yeah, that said, <laughs> I, will, I will say, uh, Sam, your call was the highlight. That Thank was you. interesting. Yeah, like, I actually. Sure. We weren't able to really flesh it out, but now I'm going to think about, like, afterlife-related podcast pitches. So, we may not be done with you just yet. So, thank you for your service. Yes, and, and please, every, everyone else, please please call us. Too. 201 Lou Pills. No, two, 201 Lou Pills. That's so, 500. 201-500. What, what are the numbers? 7459. You don't even Seven, remember the phone number. Five, That's the point I don't of the letters. Um, yeah, call us. Follow us on Twitter. You know, Jordan plugged us earlier. Yes, CNJ. CNJ, need a podcast. Need a podcast. Follow Jordan on Twitter. Jordan, Jordan is, his website. Jordan's website. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Blargosaurus. Uh, follow like, us. I feel like we got to spell that. It's B-L-A-R-G-H-A-S-A-U-R-U-S. That's me. Yeah, so follow us at those places. Follow us on wherever you listen to us. Yeah, follow us on MySpace. Follow us on uh, follow us on, on uh, Omegle. Follow us on uh, follow us on ToysRUs.net. Yes, <laughs> follow us. Follow us on <laughs> everything. Find my friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Please. Get we're out sorry. Of here. No, we're so sorry. All music for this podcast was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. He is also the brother of Fox McLeod.